Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 62 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. This week I wanted to share an extra interview I got a chance to do at Palm Springs Comic Con back in November with fashion designer and cosplayer Hannah Kent. Hannah's a really cool person. I really enjoyed talking with her, and I hope you enjoy the interview. Enjoy. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Joe Hogan. Uh, I am a podcaster. I have two podcasts right now. My uh, first one is Geektitude. It's a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in everybody. And I just last month started a podcast about um, the, the more political side of being a geek. And uh, so those are the reason why Alex, uh, the, the gentleman who's running Palm Springs Comic Con, asked me to be here today, because we are here today to interview Hannah Kent. Hi. Uh, so, Hannah, uh, first off, you all have been cosplaying for quite a while. Yes, about 16 years, actually. And uh, you are the winner of last year's Her Universe, which is the fashion show at Comic Con, correct? Yes, correct, yeah. So... Uh, have you always been into fashion, or did it start with cosplay? I think I've always been into fashion. Uh, as a child, I used to make my own clothes for my Barbie dolls. Uh, it was fun, and it was cheaper than the ones they sold. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I've just always had an affinity for it. But um, cosplay really helped me embrace it on a whole new level. So Very cool. And, um, and how did you trans... One of the things I, I noticed while I was looking at, at your bio and everything was um, the idea of geek couture. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about where this comes from and how you got involved in it? So um, about three years ago, Ashley Eckstein with Her Universe uh, put on the very first Her Universe fashion show. And the whole theme was around geek couture, which is this idea of taking the geeky things we love and making it merging it with, with high fashion as best we can and making something that, you know, maybe even non-geeks would appreciate and enjoy. And uh, for me, it was a really great opportunity to embrace my creativity mm -hmm. and, and instead of just recreating a costume of a, of a character that I love, I could take the aspects I love of them and bring them into the fashion world and just kind of make something that I could, you know, wear to a dinner party or 
you know, a cute thing for just wearing around the con, and mm -hmm. and it was just a really great opportunity to to kind of see where my creativity could go with this. And uh, I've had the great fortune of being in all three years of her universe fashion show with different designs, and it's really helped me, I think, grow in my abilities as a designer as well as my own confidence in myself as a designer. Mm -hmm. um, when you when you decide on a project on on the cosplay that you're going to do or the couture that mm -hmm. you're going to create what what are some of the things that draw you into that character or that style that's a great question i think um inspiration can come from so many different things uh some of it's nostalgia it's stuff i grew up with uh other times it's a character that i just really love like who they are and like the strength they bring or even sometimes their shortcomings mm -hmm. sometimes they're just so evil you love them and you're like <laughs> I, I just want a day where I can just be really evil uh. um, sometimes it's just that you love the design of the character and it, just having that opportunity to feel like you're creating something on that level as mm -hmm. what the designers brought to the table um, so I mostly I pick characters that I just really relate to or admire in some way mm -hmm. um, I love picking like badass females. It makes me feel a lot more kick-ass than I am. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but yeah, uh, you, you seem pretty kick-ass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so the the one you won for, correct me if I'm wrong, was a Mad Max correct. cosplay. Yes. Now, what was the what was the idea behind that? Did you did you pick her for any particular reason, or did you like where where did you target that that particular sure. outfit? Sure. So. Um, a couple years ago, I actually started uh, shaving my head for children's cancer research to raise money and awareness uh, through a charity called St. Baldrick's. And uh, when I shaved my head, I realized it opened up the door to cosplay a lot of really cool female characters like Ripley, um, Furiosa. Um, I actually did like a genderbend Aang from Last oh, Airbender yeah. and uh, Asajj Ventress from Star Wars. And so I kind of started just looking into these characters, most of whom were pretty badass, so mm. it was, like, really fun. Um, but uh, when Mad Max came out, I kind of was, like, initially drawn to the whole style. The Mad Max movies are awesome. Right. Really high energy. Um, and when I saw the movie, like, Furiosa was just so awesome. It's, like, it's hard to not fall in love with her on some level. So um, I remember, actually, at the end of last year's fashion show, I just was like, man, I should have done a Furiosa design, like the short hair and like, you can, like kind of bring the elements of her edgy character and design, but then make it really fashion forward and, and elegant. Um, and so I actually started calling it my, my Wasteland Couture nice. style. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of, I was drawn to her as a character. I was initially inspired by just her short hair. And uh, I think, I think that a character like Furiosa really makes us Kind of re revisit what we view as feminists and mm -hmm. feminism, and and not not in a weird way, but just um, she is still very much a woman, mm -hmm. but she's so like kick-ass and so like she's not gonna let anything stand in her way, and I just I so admire that, and I try to apply elements of that principle to like my own life. Right. Um, well, it, I it's. It's cool that you can kind of promote the fact that you can be badass and not lose your femininity. Yeah. You know, and I think that's 
You know, we're so we're so quick to put people in boxes. Yeah. That I think it's amazing that you're you're really kind of throwing it out there that you know, the feminine look can be many different things. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that's really amazing about that outfit is you took somebody who has a very a character that has a very hard edge and created this beautiful gown. Thank you. Now, is um, what were you trying to, what elements were you taking from that character that you wanted to translate into the, the final product? Well, I, I really tried to take, um, take a lot of the details. Um, and I also was trying to be very careful with my material selection. Mm -hmm. I did use some uh, chiffons and organzas, which are very soft materials. But I tried to uh, manipulate them in a way that kind of mimicked the desert storm and mm -hmm. gave it some like movement the way that that like the clouds would roll in. And then for the main structure of the dress, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a high-waisted skirt that's uh, made entirely out of a high-end uh, leather leather like material. That I uh, it's very structured. It very much gives that hourglass shape. But uh, I also detailed it with the same cuts and and uh, stitching as you see on her pants in like the really close-up details and I just really tried to bring in these elements that when you look like it's not the costume but when you look at it you get a sense of that character a sense of, of like nostalgia to what you saw in the film but that it feels very elegant at mm -hmm. the same time and so I just I wanted it to feel as well like like just like a really like strong dress <laughs> which sounds counterintuitive but just I wanted it to feel very strong and like very structured but also kind of like a little bit of a movement to it yeah well and you absolutely captured that because it's an, it's an amazing piece um, for somebody who's getting into geek couture yeah and is is looking to start going in that direction um, maybe they are an experienced cosplayer but they're used to kind of mimicking yeah. what's already out there what are some of the steps that you would suggest that they would do to take yeah. that that step forward in that direction? You know, there's a, I think there's so many uh, there's so many different ways to be inspired in that direction. I think if you're someone who really loves to make things from scratch, you know, just go to go to Joanne's, go to the fabric store, thumb through the pattern books, and pick some some outfits that just jump out at you, and think about how to apply color palettes or design elements that bring in things that you like of a certain character or, or world that's out there. Um, you can, you know, just, I would say just don't be scared. Just have fun and put yourself out there. I, I think I've spent far too many years not doubting my ability to design my own looks and have them be successful mm -hmm. uh, that I now am I'm having so much more fun creating things that are my own design. Mm -hmm. So don't hold yourself back. It, have fun. It's hard to fight against the, the what is it, the imposter phenomenon? Yes. Where you feel like even even if you're talented, even if you know you're doing good work, there's always that feel like that feeling of, well, why does my stuff stand out? Or, you know, I'm not as good as these people. And it's it's a hard thing to push. It through. is. It really well and I think the just the idea of like I've spent so many years recreating somebody else's design, I may technically be skilled, but do I have what it takes to be a good designer mm -hmm. on my own? Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it can also be challenging. Don't let your visits to the conventions uh, deter you because somebody may not recognize your look or they may not put two and two together of what you were going for. Don't let people not recognizing what you did hold you back. Right. Um, one of my favorite things to do is, is give a friend of mine like a, my camera or my phone, go do a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. Go enjoy 
getting some some pictures of your hard work and and just share it share it on Instagram share it with your friends keep it to yourself but just do it for you and and don't let don't just let how it how it is experienced at the con deter you from if you think you're good or not because that's not always the best test yeah, that 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 kind of takes the conversation in a different direction because um, with my show one of the big things that I I promote is is geek positivity and yeah. and finding what we can connect on as opposed to trying to drive us away and I think yeah. in this day and age especially right now that's a very important thing to kind of have absolutely what is some of the advice you'd give to people um, who are a little bit intimidated by the cosplay culture because it, it can be very toxic oh, yes um man I I've been doing this long enough that I've watched it go through many phases mm -hmm. um, it's when I started cosplaying, I I made like the worst costume ever, and people still knew what it was, and they were just like, "You like Evangelion? That's so cool!" And like smiling with like a peace sign in every picture, it was very out of character. Um, <laughs> but people were just excited to mm -hmm. meet fellow fellow nerds, fellow geeks. Um, and now I I think it's great that it's so popular. Mm -hmm. I think that that on the one hand is amazing, but at the same time it does create a bit of a a sense of competition right um, and I think we it's very human for us to seek the acceptance of the people around us and when we don't get that we feel like failures mm -hmm. and I my advice is really to just enjoy the creative process enjoy putting it together on whatever level that is ordering all your pieces off Amazon and putting right. it on for the first time or you know making every individual piece and learning about mold making and you know sewing how to like line something for the first time, just really enjoy how you're growing as a creative person in various ways. And um, and don't let how many pictures you get at a con determine how much fun you're having. Right. Um, I, I think that just that expectation alone can really make or break how much fun you have. Um, and additionally, if you can bring your friends, cosplay with your friends, it's so much fun. You're making memories. You're running around being goofballs. Like my best convention moments have been sharing it with my friends for sure. That's cool. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about your your work with. Um, remind me the name of the cancellor organization. Oh, Saint Baldrick's. Saint Baldrick's. Yeah. Um, where did you decide to step into that direction? So that's another great question. Um, I I used to have very long hair, longer than this wig actually, and. Um, I remember meeting a friend of my husband's who said that she did work with St. Baldrick's and she had this cute little pixie cut at the time and I was just like, I could never shave my head. Um, a couple years later, we had uh, a family friend get diagnosed with cancer and I watched her go through the stages of like getting, you know, weaker through the chemo and then her hair falling out and it, it really broke my heart to watch her go through this process. Um, and just feel like she was losing a huge part of her femininity. Um, and so for me, I really felt called to do something to support her through that. And having remembered that my friend did work with St. Baldrick's, I thought I could make it be extra beneficial by helping fund this organization that's putting money towards the research for children's cancer, as well as be a support for my friend. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I looked into it and I, I started a fundraising page and uh, 
yeah, I, I after about three months, I, I raised a little over $2,000 and let them just completely buzz all my hair off. <laughs> I sent the length to uh, Locks for Love, and um, yeah, I've been trying like every other year or so, as my hair gets long enough, I'll try to like shave it and do a fundraiser. And he just never looks back. <laughs> never looks back. Well, especially, I, and I, I feel like this is an important point, I didn't realize until I started looking into this that uh, children's cancer is very underfunded, and we don't think about the fact that, you know, children, their, their bodies just can't handle the chemo. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, kids will survive the, the cancer, but their bodies will be so damaged by all the radiation and things that they'll actually get sick and a lot of them won't make it because of that. And so I felt like it was a really important area to bring awareness to because if we can start finding gentler, safer cures, even if it's starting with children, those sort of things can trickle down the pipeline for everyone. Absolutely. And so, um, so I've become very passionate about this cause, and it's one that I thank you for giving me a chance to talk oh, about. Oh, absolutely, it. absolutely. Um, let's take it to a little lighter place. Sure. <laughs> um, away from just uh, cosplay and fashion, what are some of the things that you geek out about? What are some of the things that you just love? Oh my gosh, well, on, along the, the very nerdy realm, I love video games. Um, I love baking, um, and I really love motorcycles. Oh, nice. Motorcycles is like uh, that childhood dream. I think, you know, you see like that girl on, on her bike, and you mm -hmm. see like uh, all that stuff. Um, I, and I, I've been riding now for about seven years which has been really fun. And I just got a new uh, little Yamaha oh, that's like cool. about a week or two ago. And I'm so excited to get home and ride it. Um, now, are you part of a club or do you just go on your own? Uh, my husband and I go. Nice. And uh, he does track days in racing, which I think is really cool. And I support him in that. But uh, I'm a little too scared for that yeah. part of it. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's so much fun. And... Um, I do say that if you ride motorcycles, if you're not a little bit scared when you get on the bike, you probably shouldn't be riding because mm -hmm. it's good to have a healthy fear and awareness <laughs> when you're on it. But uh, it's it's such an amazing feeling. Just you really feel the motion uh, while you're on the, the street and like you're leaning into corners. It's so interactive. Um, you just don't get that driving, I don't think. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a braver person than I have. Uh, an ex-boyfriend that had uh, a motorcycle and he tried to get me on it. We went down the street and back and I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm out, I'm tapping out. It's fair. It's not for everybody. No. So. But that's awesome. Um, and you said video games. Now, yes. what kind of video games do you play? Oh my gosh. Uh, I played several of the Tomb Raider games. Actually, I play, played all the Tomb Raider games. Um, that's probably my favorite game out there. Um, I also really love Final Fantasy. I'll, I'll admit I'm behind on the newer ones because... It's hard to like play RPGs and so and have a job and all that. Adulting so. <laughs> is not fun. <laughs> you know, I don't like it. <laughs> no, no, I don't think many of us do. But uh, but that's awesome. Now, are do you do you what what consoles do you own? So, I bought the Xbox One because I'm the sucker that fell for Tomb Raider only coming out on it initially, and I didn't want to wait until now to play it. Mm -hmm. So I bought that. My husband has a PS4, and I say that because we have two televisions set up in the living room, one for him to play his games on and one for me. That's awesome. But we still spend quality time together. Yeah. We're still, you know, beating bosses and stuff. Nice, nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, and also PC. Lots of PC so. gaming. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Now, if at any point you guys have questions, uh, let us know. I think Hannah would be more than happy to answer some questions here and there for the, you guys. I'm going I'm to repeat the question yes, so everybody can a great hear. Question. Um, the question is, is has Hannah uh, run into anybody at conventions who, who accuse her of not being a real fan? Yeah, I think... Um, I think that's such a shame that that's something that is out there, but I've, I've definitely run into it. I've run into it on milder uh, terms. I have friends that have been like full on accused. Um, mostly it'll be, you know, people like to quiz me. Like I'll be in like my Harley Quinn costume and people will be like, oh, well, what issue did Joker? It's like, oh my goodness. Sometimes you know and sometimes you don't, but there's so many comic books out there. Like I admire anyone who has all of the facts memorized. Um, but it's it's funny though because I can talk my husband under the table about comics any day, and he's just like, I love that you're a geek. But some people, it's like they just they don't want to believe that you're you're actually into it. And I mean, I I don't think that that fandom should have gender. I think mm -hmm. you know we all just we love this stuff. We want to put our time and energy into it. Um, yeah, that doesn't fully answer your question. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I I just try to politely answer some of their questions um i'm never i'm not somebody who likes to be very confrontational so i don't try to throw anything back in anyone's face but uh yeah usually it's just like quizzing and it's it's whether or not oh well you didn't know this i'm like well i know i'm a fan so whatever <laughs> um where do you think we can go as uh geek culture that is more accepting for like how does that start? I mean, no, that's a big question. Yeah. But is there any any direction you would nudge people? Oh, you know, that's that's such a tough question because I think it's a shift in in attitude for a lot of people. Um, I know that for me, like I grew up and I I was the nerdy kid that had like acne and I didn't know how to take care of my hair and I had, you know, a unibrow because I didn't understand how to use the tweezers <laughs> and I was that picked on girl and, and uh, you know, it, it was so wonderful to come to conventions and meet like-minded people and I was embraced for who I was and not for if I met the norm. And I think with, with being, with nerdy being so popular, it does kind of bring on that, that kind of high school mentality of like popularity and clicks. And, and things, and I, I think that it really is going to take a shift in everyone realizing that, you know, you don't need to be cause famous to be a cosplayer, and you don't, you know, I, I think if more people could approach it as a hobby, as a extension of things they love, um, as opposed to I need to be the best and the greatest and the most well-known and make money off of it, uh, that we could kind of come back to a sense of it being a community and less of a competition. Um, I know for myself, like, the Her Universe Fashion Show is the most I've competed in a long time, but it's because I really love the opportunity, which, uh, to sidetrack for just a second, with the Her Universe Fashion Show, uh, winning has given me the opportunity to design a line of nerd clothing that's going to be sold at Hot Topic. So that was, like, a really great uh, job opportunity and a chance that it's hard to get otherwise. 
Um, whereas like a lot of a lot of times winning, you just get bragging rights and some cash, which is great. But I, I you know, I think we all just need to kind of step back and realize we are all lovers of these same things because they are awesome. And just, you know, not not be so worried about what the person next to us thinks. That said, like something that I I love doing this when I'm at cons, like I don't I don't look necessarily to see if somebody's like got the perfect construction or this or that, but I love seeing characters that I recognize and I love just like taking a second to tell that person, oh my gosh, I love your your Sinbad costume or oh I love your you know your Batman that's awesome and and just giving them that moment um, and just sharing the positivity throughout the convention I think can be a really great start to just stepping in that direction of acceptance and community. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about you, where where you are going and some of the exciting yeah. things that are on the horizon for you. So you've got a hot topic line. Yes. Do you have um, can, is it out yet? Is it it's when not. is it coming out? It's coming out. I so I believe last I heard we're officially announcing the theme and everything at WonderCon. Okay. So we so no I, exclusives here today. No exclusives <laughs> here today. Um, but it's it's been really fun. I got to turn in my designs and uh, Hot Topic and her universe seems really happy with them. So that makes me happy. And uh, it's all for girls, but you know it's still it's fun. And I I think it's. It's great to kind of bring more of that to the table. I know, like, guys, you've got your T-shirts and your jackets and your hoodies and things, and uh, I think giving giving women a, a little more fashion choices to flaunt their geek is is really great. Well, I so. think I think we, we certainly can uh, level the playing field yeah. a little <laughs> bit more. I think I think that is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, how has that transition been for you to take it to, you know, a more industry level? Oh, it's been it's been really incredible and really insightful. Uh, there's there's so many things. I've only had one official sit down meeting with Hot Topic where we went over the designs and like details, and I got to pick fabric swatches and and things. But even just talking about the production and like they have to send things to the manufacturer and it's it's such an involved process and it's it's very different. Like designing a one off gown with like corseting and everything is very different than designing you know something to be sold at Hot Topic, like jackets or day dresses or whatever. Um, so it's it's been fun to kind of design for the more subtle geek, mm -hmm. you know, the more everyday geek. And uh, I just tried to design things that I wanted to wear, to be honest. <laughs> so I hope other people want to wear it too. Now, when, they, when you went into that first meeting, were you like nervous or were you geeking out? Both. Definitely a bit of both. Um, Nervous because you you want them to accept you and like you. I mean, it's just human nature. Uh, but uh, so geeking out because um, so I've spent the past um, ten years working in VFX for film, mm -hmm. and that's been awesome. But it's not really been an avenue to get me towards a fashion side of things, and which is kind of that other dream I've had. So this has just really opened a door to a an opportunity and a possible new career. Uh, that would not have been easy to transition into otherwise. Um, so I think for me, it just really hit on a lot of personal, like, exciting, like, geek out levels because of that. That I just, I couldn't, I, I still have days where I forget that I actually won and have done this and it's happening. Like, it doesn't feel real. So, feel <laughs> that's very good. fortunate. That's good. That's, that's, it's <laughs> nice that you can, 
exist in kind of that, you know, always always being excited about what you're doing because yeah. as soon as you lose that oh, <laughs> then you're in trouble <laughs> it's so true it's so true yeah uh so talk to us a little bit about your visual uh your or, i'm sorry your vfx uh yeah. industry so uh since i was like six i wanted to work in animation so i told my parents i went to art school and i got a degree in computer animation uh i thought i would be an animator but it turns out i'm terrible at that so <laughs> i am uh i ended up ironically enough, doing clothing and hair simulation. So I kind of ended up being a digital costumer for a lot of, a lot of things. And, um, and that was really cool. But I think there's always that part of me that was like, oh, I kind of just want to go work with actual cloth and, you know, actual things. And, and it, was, it was a lot of doing work where, you know, you'd have the, the main character from the film and then we'd recreate that digitally for like digital doubles. And, and stuff. So it was a lot of, it was like digital cosplay, which is great. I got paid for it. Um, now, do you yeah. use a lot of those skills tying it back when you design, or do I you do. Just, are you old fashioned pencil and paper? A little bit of both. Um, we, I, I love drawing, like hand, like just pencil and paper. I, that's like my number one choice. Uh, but there's a lot of really great technology out these days, um, one of which is this program called Marvelous Designer, which was actually a, a digital program that was designed for fashion designers to use so that they could do digital draping and not have to have the expense of um, fabrics when they're cutting and doing like rough test mm -hmm. drapes. And they could send it, you know, in an email for somebody to see and do like a simulation. And it's very intuitive. Um, but I, I've actually gotten to a point where I'll drape some of my designs and figure out my patterns in there. And then I'll come and like actually cut out the muslin and really start fitting it to like my scale or whoever's scale at that point. But it's it's such a handy tool and it's so much fun that it's like I love to do my my concept on paper, drape it a little bit in the computer, and then that's awesome. Go so back you, to the cutting board. <laughs> you have everything just so nicely like ties into one another. It, it seems like you you really have. You use all of your tools, and I think that's just kind of amazing. It's fun. Are there any other questions? Anything else that you guys would like to know? <laughs> um, what, any other projects other than Hot Topic coming up in the, the future? So um, I'm in the very early stages of trying to design motorcycle gear for women. Nice. I think that that's another area that uh, is, from an industry standpoint, heavily male-dominated, mm -hmm. but it's becoming more and more embraced by women and I think that we deserve to be protected just as much as the guys do. Right. So I really want to um, I want to create stuff that that women want to wear, and not just like a black jacket with pink on it. And you know, I want it to be things that we're like we're proud to wear and we're excited, and it represents us as female riders. So um, that's that's also something that uh, I don't think I would have felt confident in really pursuing had I not had these chances with her universe um, and even just not not even like like winning aside the fact that they've picked my designs to be a part of the fashion show for the past three years has given me a sense of confidence as a designer mm -hmm. to where I must be doing something right if these people keep picking me for this show right right so it, it's really been exciting because I'm like all right it's time to design it's time to do stuff but I do not have a business degree and so I'm trying to learn a lot of stuff on my own, which is, it's taking a little while, mm -hmm. but um, I'm hoping to have 
a, at least a website and like an email that people can subscribe to in the new year so that I can start keeping people up to date on that and and things. Very so that's good. that's my current project. Now, we, are you going to be competing again um, this year? Will you be submitting? So I, I don't get to compete anymore, which is a little bit of a bummer, but this year I actually have to help pick this year's winners. Okay. So um, that's terrifying because last year's competition was, it had so many talented designers and incredible designs that I, I'm still shocked that they picked mine out of it. Grateful, but shocked. Um, and to have to pick out of even more refined designs next year, because every year it just gets better and better. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous about it, but it's again, it's a great opportunity, and um, I'm excited to have the chance to see what everyone's doing. And yeah. Do there tend to be trends in, in cosplay? Does and and, oh, yeah. and and what tends to, to advise that? Is oh, I mean, definitely big movies coming out. A lot of people, it's like they want to be like the first person to cosplay something. Mm -hmm. um, if it's Star Wars, you can bet there's going to be like at least 10 to 15, you know, Rays walking around or uh, Jen or so is going to be really big this year, uh, this coming year. Uh, you know, Wonder Woman's coming out, so I'm sure there's going to be even more Wonder Woman than we already get, which is not a complaint by any means. Um, but I, I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with uh, yeah, like what what's what's popular, what's coming out. Um, then it's there. There is these funny like underground trends though that happen. Like I remember my husband and I decided to be Rogue and Gambit from mm -hmm. like the 1990s classic, like the bright yellow and green, and he had like the fuchsia bodysuit and um, and like that was the year that everyone was Rogan Gambit and no idea why it just it all like we show up at the con and there was like 20 of us and I'm like all right well at least you know you you, you picked something good <laughs> but it's something popular yeah um is there what what has been your favorite cosplay to date and Ooh. and you have a cosplay that you haven't tackled yet but is on your your short things that you're excited to yes do. oh this is a good question um Favorite cosplay to date? It's like making you choose your favorite that, child. I know it is. Well, <laughs> and so much of it, like it's like pre-hair, post-hair, you know. So, um, so having, I think my, one of my favorite ones while being bald is actually my gender bent Aang mm -hmm. from Last Airbender. Uh, that was inspired because my friend was like, "When you shave your head, can I bedazzle it?" And I was like, oh, "We should do the Aang arrow, and it'll be awesome." And and it's just, it's so much fun. Like, the costume is very simple. It's really comfortable. But uh, I found this awesome fabric with, that's like that butter yellow with, like, these swirls on it that look like like the air temple symbol. And um, and it's just, like, this fun little tunic-y outfit. And I have my little Momo and then, like, these rhinestones on my head. And it's just, it's so much fun. And that was one that I just threw together. Like, I was like, nobody's going to care what this is. And it was really well received, and I mean, between just me enjoying being in it, and then people just loving the idea of it, um, the creators, I got to meet the creators of the show, awesome. and they they were really excited about it, and they posted it on their Tumblr, and I was like, I've arrived! <laughs> um, it, it's just, it's fun, it's these things that, that just kind of unfold when you least expect it. And I think that that one was just, it was fun to put together, it was a fun experience, um, it was comfortable. 
uh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably, I, yeah, I think that that one's one of my favorites, despite, like, there's so many I put hundreds and hundreds of hours into. Um, I also did, a like, a burlesque Cinderella okay. that was really fun. And that one, so many, like, ruffles and layers, and it, but it was so pretty. I just felt so much like a princess when I wore it that it was worth every, every needle prick through the process. But, yeah, I it's hard to pick. There's so many. It's, it's interesting <laughs> that you went for the one that tends to be the, the, the one that you say you kind of threw together. Although yeah. I'm sure your definition of threw together and a lot of other people's are completely different. But um, but I guess maybe it's that, that it, you were, there was less involved, less stress behind it. So I that think, you, yeah. you, you were able to just enjoy it. I think that's a big part of it. I enjoyed the process of making it. Wearing it was so much fun. Um, I met a lot of really cool people through it. Uh, and it's just, yeah. And I think that I think the other thing was that was a costume I just had very low expectations for. Mm -hmm. um, I when I talk about you know, don't expect people to like what you do. I speak from experience. Like I have definitely, like I, I made an Asajj Ventress, which is from uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Not a lot of like, I was like, oh, it's Star Wars. People will know it. And she's like bald, and she's got like a boob hole, and like all this stuff, and it's like really cool. Nobody knew who I was. Like people were like, "Are you like that girl from Guardians of the Galaxy?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No." And it's like, and I spent like, I think it's like two to three hours in makeup. Like I have to bick my head the morning of, and then it's like airbrushing all these layers of paint, and then I have to like stencil all the tattoos, and then put the makeup on, and then get into costume. And and, and like, on top of that, it's got all sorts of like detailed stitching and bandages and it's like I killed myself on this costume and I wore it to WonderCon and like you know a handful of people knew but for as much as I put into it and like what I had expected nobody got it and I was just like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of like took it took the fun out of it for right. me so it, it really you know I, I speak from like a place of you know just go and have fun um, I did end up wearing it again to Star Wars Celebration, where it had a, it was much more of a hit. It was the right right con, right crowd. Right. Um, but you know, it's 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 hard because you put so much love and energy and effort into your costume and money that you want people to like it. You want people to like it and enjoy it as much as you do. Um, but if that's your only goal for doing it, you're gonna you'll you'll be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah, and uh, do you have do you have a cosplay that you haven't tackled yet that's kind of on oh, your yes. shortlist? Okay, so I'm actually really excited. Um, the the new Wonder Woman movie is coming out, mm -hmm. and a lot of my friends are getting really excited about it. So two of my friends who I actually haven't had the chance to officially cosplay with yet are doing um, they're doing Diana and her mom like on like but like the Themyscira armor like leather oh, armor right, right, right. outfits and I was like oh my gosh I want to play I want to play so bad um, I've done a little bit of work with leather and I want a chance to kind of play some more uh, and, and expand expand my creative understanding so uh, so I'm really looking forward to like I get to cosplay with these girls that I've not had the chance to yet um, I get to make an outfit that'll be challenging I'll get to learn from but it'll be really cool and badass when I'm done hopefully <laughs> um, but, but yeah, and it, it should be like, it'll be kind of relevant to what's going on. 
And I expect there will be a lot of a lot of Wonder Woman out there, and maybe less of the the Amazon. Right. So it, it'll also be fun that way. Which um, I I have a lot of friends kind of similar tangent that do Lara Croft cosplays, nice. and they are amazing. Like they just they look like her. They've got like the right build, and they just look amazing. It's hard. It can be hard and intimidating to want to do a costume when you've seen somebody or know somebody who does it perfectly. Right. Um, I still did one because I love Lara, but prior to doing that, I decided to pick a, a side character from the most recent game mm -hmm. and cosplay her so that I could get pictures with all the Laras. Nice. And then, like, everyone wanted a picture with me <laughs> because, which I, I did it because she was also a cool character. Um, but it was like it was fun because I got to play more. Right. I got to kind of experience and like I had a fun excuse to go up and like interact with all these Laras and and get to know. I like I made a whole bunch of new friends at Comic Con because of it. Uh, just like going up, I'm like, "Hi, I love your Lara. Let's get a picture." And then we did a picture, and then we start talking, and it just it was really fun. It was really. I feel like that part of cosplay is really what all geekdom should be yes. it's like you like this thing i like this thing oh my god let's like this thing together yeah you know exactly yeah um so you you said you, i know the the couture is obviously a lot yeah. of fabric you're, you're going to be working with leather now do you go into the realm of the, the plastics and yeah a little bit um lucky for me my husband has been very excited about prop making and and uh do, doing that sort of thing so He's kind of like when I got him into cosplay, and that—that's how I knew he was the one. I was like working on a Harley Quinn costume, and he was like, "How hard would it be to make a Joker?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna marry you!" Um, so he started by he like made me a giant like bang gun and stuff, and he got kind of he got into the creative process in his way. That's awesome. And uh, it's been great because uh, I can like sculpt things out of Sculpey, and then he'll help me with like making a mold and casting and and things um he's still he's like fiberglassing and doing all that nonsense that i'm terrified of but uh but it's cool because when i am learning about it i have someone who's already kind of interested and we kind of collaborate on a lot of things um and even with my furiosa gown uh, i created a piece of jewelry that um, she has her mechanical left arm and so i wanted to i wanted to give a nod to that without it being costumey and i think uh, a lot of designs that I see, like people will do like a like a like an armor piece, which I think is cool. But I think for like a fashion statement, can be a little too much. Mm -hmm. um, but what I did was I took like the the Immortan skull and I made like like her belt buckle and I made like a smaller version of it to be kind of the the key piece at the top of the arm. And then I draped chains down the arm uh, to like a bracelet piece, which was made out of. The perforated steel that her fingers were made out of. Oh wow! So it's like kind of like a nod to these details, um, sort of thing. But like that—that that was just like a really fun thing to put together. But what what I did was I sculpted it out of Sculpey, and then my husband helped me make a cast of it, so it'd be a lot more durable. Because if anyone's worked with Sculpey, you like tap it, and it's like it's shattered. Done. <laughs> so, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I guess I think a lot of people forget that you know they talk about the detail, mm -hmm. but you know that translation of the detail is even uh, a whole yeah. a whole nother art in and of itself yeah <laughs> well, very very cool let's see how much time before they kick us out of here yeah any other questions yes
they so what they're doing is uh, it's geared towards juniors. So it's like junior sizes, um, which means that women can wear it. <laughs> it's just you know you might be a medium instead of a small or you know. But uh, I will say I like. I, I'm really excited about my stuff. Uh, the other two girls, because they had, um, I was the judge's pick, and then um, a, another girl was the audience pick, and then there was an at-home voting that happened. So there's three of us that won. There are some really cool designs, and I, I think people are gonna be really happy with, with what we're bringing to the table. So, so hopefully uh, your daughter will like some of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, I think at this, this stage of the game, it's so important that for that inclusivity yeah. that we just widen the availability yeah. to this stuff. Absolutely. Very good. Is there any other other things coming up that we need to know about? Any places we can get in touch with you? Oh, um, well, I have Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So I do have a Tumblr, but I admittedly don't understand how that <laughs> works. Like, I just kind of anything that's on my Tumblr, I posted from Instagram. So. Uh, I'm, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Instagram is uh, pixel underscore stitcher. And uh, that's the same for my Twitter. And then my cosplay page on Facebook is uh, Hanime, which is anime with an H at the front. And Hanime's cosplay. Perfect. So. And you're going to be launching a website hopefully yes. after the first of the year. Yes, that's the plan. It's, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that the the company name I want and every like I'm trying to get all the like the legalese sorted so I can like put it out there and plus it helps to push through the holidays <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yes the whole is yeah survive Christmas <laughs> survive the holiday season and and, yeah. and start over in 2017 exactly well, very cool. yeah. well thank you so much Hannah for, for being here and sharing yourself with us yeah this is wonderful thank you so much for this time okay. I hope you guys enjoyed it too so yay so I hope you enjoyed this interview with Hannah Kent uh, it was a lot of fun to interview her and uh, I I hope you, you follow all the links in the show notes and, and give her a follow and give her some support because she's just a really awesome person. Um, speaking of awesome people, I did want to give another shout out to the Universal Fan Con. Uh, its Kickstarter ends on Thursday, January 12th. It is fully funded, so it will be going forward, but uh, I, that doesn't mean that you still can't contribute. Uh, I really, really encourage you to contribute to this convention because it is meant to celebrate diversity and especially moving forward in 2017. I think that's something that well, we should always celebrate. So go check that out. Again, the links will be in the show notes, but you can also go to Kickstarter, uh, Universal Fan Con. It's, it'll be under that. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. There is a chance that next week's show will be, um, well, that there won't be one because I am going to be driving up to Northern California to pick up my dog, Ollie, and, uh, and to meet him for the first time. I will try and get something out next Monday, but if it doesn't get out, you will know why. But that's it. So for all of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek.